Welcome to Doughboys Double. I'm Nick Weiger along with Mr. Slice, Mike Mitchell. Wags, what's going on? Saturday. Mitch, you were- what, I was what? So, no, it's a. I was gonna say it's like a, sat, a rare Saturday record for us. Saturday, ooh ooh, sticky icky icky icky, as Ludacris once sang. <laughs> you don't know Saturday, Wait, the song was, Saturday. That was you. I thought Ludacris hopped on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> ooh ooh, sticky icky icky icky. You don't remember the song <laughs> wow. Saturday? No, I've heard I've heard the song before. I'm less familiar with his uh, work than you are, but I do mm. like Ludacris. Hey, who doesn't like Ludacris? Ludacris you know, Ludacris, our guest today, I, I, I won't reveal the guest yet, but our guest, um, when I was flying into the city that where we were, where we filmed the movie that we both worked on, I listened to uh, Welcome to Atlanta by, by Ludacris, because that's, that's where we filmed. We filmed in Atlanta. Why? Yeah. Great move. Isn't that fun? I, I have a lot of, I love to, to pick a playlist that corresponds with a region. I'm going, I'm driving into Vegas. You know, I'm playing Elvis's Viva Las Vegas. Wow. You gotta. I love it. Well, hey, when I head back shipping to Boston. Shipping up to Boston, you gotta, yeah, exactly. I, oh, you know I turn on shipping up to Boston when, I, when, I'm, <laughs> when I'm landing on Boston. Every time I come back in to Boston. We love, I, you know, Man. I do love Dropkick Murphys. They're great. We know one of the members of Dropkick Murphys. He listens to the podcast, for God's sakes. Um, they started in Quincy too, Wags. Wow. Wags, it's a hot day here. It's like a, it's, 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 it, we got a summer day going on over here. It's like a hundred degrees. Definitely feels like summer out here in LA as well. Wow. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a hot day. It's a hot day, but you know mm-hmm. what, Mitch? We have a very exciting but guest. We, but guess what? We got a cool guest. We got a very cool guest. <laughs> Way too cool to be on the show. Yes. Um, that's told true. us this is this is amazing. Told us this is his first podcast appearance. Yeah. So there you go. A podcast version. Wags and I, you are just we and I are just regular virgins, but we have a podcast version. <laughs> <laughs> Joining uh, us actor. for the episode. He's an actor from Alita Battle Angel, Daybreak, and the new film The Tomorrow War, streaming July 2nd on Amazon Prime. Alan Trong. Hi, Alan. What's up, Alan? Dude, what's going on, man? First podcast. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> Coming in very cool. Like a super like a, cool. Dude, you made me sound so much more cooler than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, am I supposed to be cool? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan, we were we were just talking about this before and it's it's one of your credits, but yeah. you look cool as hell. Alita Battle Angel, you're in the movie. You're a fucking robot, yeah. man. You're cool as hell. You're racing Alita. You're and you're you're basically trying to kill her. I believe, right? Your character is basically trying to. Yeah, trying dude. To... I was I was staring at a tennis ball for like you know two months uh, <laughs> wow. on a green screen and like wow, you know, uh, pretending to be like more intimidating than I could ever imagine. Uh, yeah, it was really <laughs> cool, man. Uh, it was at Troublemaker Studios, uh, Rob Rodriguez in uh, Austin. He has his oh, right. own studio there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So like, yeah, did you skate? Yeah. Did you skate at all, or were you were you like, dude? Uh, I I was hoping for that, but no, I I didn't get to skate at all. We had I was on this like platform thing, and they had like PAs like pull me and stuff. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, super lame. Like it was not like yeah. the they had, but they had like a group of like professional, I guess, stunt skaters, if you must. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, they were like legitimate. I was like, wow, I. <laughs> I oh, I would not be able to do that. Uh, you yeah, stayed, you, so gave, cool. you gave you gave the scowl though. You 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 were very intimidating uh, as <laughs> as as uh, one of the baddies. It was the prosthetics, man. It was the prosthetics. You know. <laughs> 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 um, I, I I feel like that job, tw- just that job of twenty years ago when I was like first being a PA, like I would get that like the like. They would give me like the like the like in the Lord of the Rings. How there's like trolls that like carry stuff. They would give me those type of jobs of just like you got to move yeah. like the sled back and forth. And I'd be like, all right, I would do stuff like that all the time. Of like, oh, you did that kind of stuff. Mike? Oh, I was like, a P. I was a PA for early on when I first oh. when I first got out to L.A. So like, if they were like, we don't have a table, and they'd be like, Mitch, like Mi- you're the table. table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people just eat off my back, uh, <laughs> dude. That's great because you're from Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Quincy, Quincy, just south of Boston. Yeah, so I cool, cool. I went to school in upstate New York, and then I flew, I flew over to to L.A. and I did all the, uh, I did all those, I did all those jobs. Why? You never even yes. really did any of those, did you? No, I was working in the video game industry, so like I kind of yeah. came up in that side of things before kind of having a a, a career shift. So my my like shitty entry level jobs. Um, were was like working QA and and customer support in the video game industry for Activision. Now, Wags, you you smiled when he said when when Alan was like, "You were from Boston." I don't gloat that I'm from Boston to everybody I meet. <laughs> it's kind of like your main your main. Well, are, you, are you from Boston too? Nick? Like, are y'all both from? No, Boston? no, he Boston? fucking wishes he's not from Boston. No, it's it's the original <laughs> odd couple. He's from Boston. I'm from L.A. How are we gonna make it work? Oh, um, I've lived my whole lake. life in Southern California. <laughs> The Lakers oh, game is on okay. the same time as the Celtics game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing each other. This should work perfectly. Why is there an issue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, you but you mentioned Austin, where you're talking about yeah. uh, uh, working on your film, and you 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 were based in Austin for a time. You consider it your hometown. Dude, yeah. I mean, uh, I I went to college there. I, I went to get my mm-hmm. bachelor's of arts in psychology i wanted to become like a social worker and stuff and it was just you know like being a child of an immigrant it was like um i'm sure like a lot of you know asians can relate but it's you know we just want to do it for our parents or our grandparents and so i, I right. got the the college degree uh but then i was like minoring in theater like low-key mm-hmm. you know so then uh hell yeah yeah you know i mean i, I didn't know that i was gonna move to la yet um and it just kind of worked out you know but um yeah, I, I spent a lot of time in Austin just with friends, just, you know, writing our own shorts and, uh, you know, doing our own indies and stuff. And I was like, man, like, I'm just, I can't, like, imagine myself, like, not doing this. So it's like, right. I was like, you know, I'm just going to be poor for, like, the first couple of years doing this. And, like, I'm fine with that. It's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it is scary. It's yeah. a terrifying thing to do uh, yeah, when, when you jump yeah. in, but... You, totally. you you find a way you find a way to do it you you do you do you do whatever you can and you're doing great you're do you're doing you're doing awesome so thank you man i appreciate it yeah i'm just trying yeah. to learn as much as i can um yeah the tomorrow war was really cool it was the first one that i was able to like travel outside the country it was like it's really yes. cool man i was like whoa yeah there, there's there's a crew of people that went to i did not get to go to iceland but there's a crew of people that all went to iceland and, and it looked fucking cool as hell. I was, I was, I was major. <laughs> I was thinking that Cowan should have popped up at some point in Iceland. Dude, somehow. like randomly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? I'm here too. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're like, whoa! Did we did we invite? Uh, Mike, is he- <laughs> <laughs> Why is he? I'm there to be a table again. You guys would just <laughs> you would you would have had lunch with me as a table. Uh, Al- Alan, yeah. did, well, I want to talk about two things. One, yeah, you, yeah. So you said your parents were immigrants. Where 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 are your parents from? Uh, South Vietnam, man. Uh, yeah, oh, we right. both. Uh, yeah, they all came uh after the vietnam war um i mean w- in different ways but like i think roughly oh man i should know this but um um early 80s like mm-hmm. right after the war sure. kind of ended uh yeah they got sponsored by i think both of them got sponsored by the lutheran church in seattle oh wow different lutheran churches and then that's how they all immigrated over um and then yeah, like that. I was born and raised in Seattle for, until I was 15. And then my parents divorced. And then I ended up in Houston, jumped around uh, high schools for a little bit, and then moved to Austin for like six years to do college and find myself or whatever. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, well, Alan, there's the, now there's a lot of food here. I got, I want to, I want to cover because, oh did, man, did, did you get, yeah. did, did you, I mean, you must have, did you have some amazing Vietnamese food growing up? Dude, yeah, yeah. Is this a food podcast, by the way? Like, like I saw in the description that you guys talk about like chain re- restaurants. Yeah. We do. We talk. We talk about. We'll, it's we'll t- <laughs> it's, stu- it's bad. It's, it's just no, stupid. It's bad. <laughs> no, dude, it's awesome. I talk about this stuff all the time. Like, like if we can get a chance to, like, I'd, I'd love to get your take on In and Out, by the way. But that's a different. Oh, yeah. like, I, we'll get to that. But uh, Weiger loves Weiger's a huge and that's probably his favorite fast food place. Oh, yeah, really? okay. I mean, is it is it your number one, Nick? It, it's it's up there. I definitely have some Southern California allegiance to it. I, yes. I, it's it's in okay. my top three, top five. But I fully Wait, recognize. Alan, do you that not the, like it? Okay, because like I was gonna say, wow, I gave it like, dude, I gave it like two, three. Ch- Usually, I give a place like one chance to like impress me, and man, I gave In and Out like two, wow. three chances. I'm just not impressed, dude. Like, wow. I just, I, Alan, I mean, I Nick is furious right I'm now. He's, tur- he's turning red, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, I, I was, I, I was actually wanting to bring this up because I saw that it was like a food like podcast. Because I was like, I want to talk to somebody who's like from California about it. Because, like, do you think, Nick? Like, do you think it's yes. like a like a sentimental <laughs> thing for yourself? Like, <laughs> or, or do you genuinely like the flavors from you know, like? Yes. Do you enjoy this this the burger that comes? Oh, from, Alan, know? I can't ha- I can't tell you how happy I am that we brought you on this pod. I I, I <laughs> well, love I, just, I love these questions right now. This is this is making my day. I Why? just don't understand it, Mike. Like I just why pitch him, pitch him, pitch him in uh, pitch him in and out. Mitch is cackling, uh, but <laughs> I've I've said this before. On the show, and I've said this in re- in regard to chains like Whataburger, and uh, which is a which is a big Texas one, or uh, which you probably have some familiarity with, maybe some fandom of, uh, and uh, Culver's in the Midwest, where they're like like these are like the regional chains that are absolutely beloved, and people will like fight you to the death saying it's better than a different one. And I think yeah. if I'd grown up in Texas or grown up in 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 the Midwest, I probably would have allegiance for those spots and and kind of look down on In and Out Burger. I fully recognize that nostalgia is operating itself on, uh, on In and Out Burger. It's a bite. I, I'm I'm uh, it's a bite of a memory. Like I'm remembering a good report card and getting that In and Out Burger as a treat afterwards. But if people are like, eh, it doesn't really work for me, or like especially when people talk about the fries being bad, like I get it. I understand. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, fight someone for having that opinion. I'm not Mike Mitchell, who's who's furious that someone <laughs> might disagree with him. Alan, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna basically turn into one of those Alita robots and come at you. He's the Wiger. <laughs> Wiger. I'm like, he's gonna be in a mocap suit, is what you're saying. We're gonna be fighting in these gonna, tidy whites. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need I, a bigger mocap suit for me. Get the, yeah. get the XXL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, I, I got to say this, Alan. You, you, you're. I know that you're. You're a big eater. You love. You love eating. I know. I. I, I yes, remember this. I, I, re- I remember yeah. this from the movie that you're a big eater. Here's the thing I'll say about In and Out. I've, I've, I've teased Nick about it a lot, and I say it's overrated. But I think the big thing with In and Out is the burger patties just are good. The burger patties are like it's a solid beef patty. Sure. So the next time you go there, Alan, I think that a thing to do is get like a three by three. Honestly, like get like one where. The, the beef is just loaded out and you really get to taste the beef. And I think that that will, I think that will maybe change your mind about it a little bit because I think with in and out, yeah. here's the thing. The in and out bun is not that great, Nick. And I know that you might not agree, it's but I think not, the, no. it's the bun's not good. And then, and then you, and then you get fresh veggies, which are great. But for, yes. for me that the lettuce and tomato can take up a lot of space on that burger. So that is an issue. And I think it's for a lot of people who are trying and a lot of people trying it for the first time, like they want to taste that meat. And if you get like a three by three, if you get something really thick, you're going to taste that meat. It's going to stand out. And I think that that, I think that's an issue. Are you, are you, are you a Whataburger guy, Alan? I am. I'm all about that honey wow. butter chicken biscuit, dude. Wow. Honey butter chicken wow. biscuit. It is fantastic. It's really good. It's so good, dude. Um, it's really good. And you just you just fall asleep right afterwards. I I would just get high <laughs> as fuck like in college. But like you go to Sixth Street in in college, you know, and you get plastered. And the only thing that was open for like Texas mm-hmm. was uh like Whataburger. You know, mm-hmm. it's yep. like 24 hours most of them. Uh, I went to the one on Old Torf. If Hell any, yeah. One from Austin. Uh, and yeah, dude, it's just like, you know, it's dirty and it's just like, you know, a mm-hmm. bunch of just trashy crowd. And it's just, it's so good and greasy and just, uh, but I, I'm not saying that the in and out is like bad. Like, it's not like, yeah. like, I think right. I acknowledge that the patty is like, like, you're right, Mike. Like, like it's, it's a decent, like, is it all organic, like grass fed beef or something like it, that? Is no, that it's like not organic. Field? It's. It's wow. more of an old school approach where it's like it's stuff that's uh, it's it really like never not? frozen. I'm, okay, never frozen. That's no, that's, it, no, that's it's not bad. like organic okay. grass fed. I mean, it's it's more that it's just like they, they've been making it the same way since the '40s. I mean, In and Out Burger invented the okay. drive through, so like mm-hmm. they are they are like you know kind of a progenitor of a lot of what's happened in in fast food, particularly okay. burger, burger restaurants. But it's more I like that, that. Like this is the exact same thing I would get as a kid in the '80s. Now, Alan. Yeah. Okay. Besides, besides in and out. Besides, we will let Nick. <laughs> Sorry, we'll let, I just had a rip. No, no. No, we'll let, I loved it. We'll we'll let Nick cool, cool off for a minute here. He's fucking pissed. He's so. <laughs> I'm gonna take off. a lap. Um, but, a push <laughs> <laughs> uh, some. <laughs> See if I can make one out. Man, the doughathon. We 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 had, we had a charity uh, charity stream and we did a push up competition. And it was oh. a pretty pathetic outing by everyone except for Sean Clements did about 40. Like he said he was going to do 40. Yeah, I did I 20, know. Nick. I did 20 of that them. That's impressive. You, you're, you've got some upper body strength. You're a very, yeah. you're, you're a big burly dude. So that, it's all that, it's all that uh, table setting that I've been doing over the years. <laughs> it's all that table. It's all that. Yeah. It's that muscle memory, dude. <laughs> Alan, have you, growing up, did you have, did you have some great Vietnamese food? Have you been able to eat any of the Vietnamese food in Los Angeles, which there is some great stuff. 
Dude, yeah, I I drive uh, quite often to Orange County, like Anaheim area, Irvine, mm-hmm. Little Saigon. Um, yes, my it's weirdly like because none of my family expected me to move to LA, but like ever since I moved, even like my my aunt my aunts from like Vietnam who's are they're still living in Saigon, they're like raving about Little Saigon and how it's like the world's like most renowned like vietnamese like wow. authentic and i i could i can understand that because like when you go into that space it's like it's run by you know majority vietnamese immigrants who barely speak english and you know like the way you know it like this is how you know if it's like like authentic in my opinion is like usually the prices are the prices are like a little bit lower like for example for a, a ban mi i don't know if you guys are familiar with it oh yeah it's oh like yeah a, big time Love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, for those of that don't know what that is, like the French like colonized Vietnam for a while. And so it's basically a, a really natural fusion of like baguette, pate, and like uh like this pork salami, like pickled radish kind of uh sandwich and it just melts in your mouth. So good. Dude, yeah. And so like what, what Vietnam, protein are you usually doing in a banh mi? What's what's what what are you because there there's different ways to go, right? Like there's a steak banh mi, and then there's like there's also you can do chicken, you can do right. you can do a lot of different things in there. So um I mean I'm not like the food expert, I'm just like going off of like my experience, but there's the, like the the one that's like known, like the the most well known one is called ban mi dag bit, and it's like uh, translated as like uh specialty sandwich, you know. Yeah, and I don't really know. I think it's like a pork, like salami of some sort. Mm-hmm. Basically, like um, I was watching that documentary on Netflix, uh, House of Hogs, and they were talking about how like the Africans they use like um during during when they were like cultivating their cuisine, they had like um they, they just use like the the throwaway like the pig feet and like the organs and stuff because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford you know like I guess I don't know the ribeye or whatever yeah and like vietnamese people are the exact same and from what i know like it's just kind of like throwaway meat from what i understand yeah i could be wrong which can be which can be which can be fantastic you know like uh and especially yeah yeah uh, by the way, yeah. I, I also watched uh, Netflix's House of Hogs and uh, was very disappointed. I was <laughs> expecting something <laughs> really different. Nick is a hog yeah. hunter. He was looking yeah. for he he thought he thought he'd see John Ham or something on there. He was looking. Oh. For- <laughs> <laughs> um. So the uh, so my wife is Vietnamese. My lovely wife Natalie, and so I've spent a lot of time in Little what? Saigon, and she's she's taken me to a lot of of amazing restaurants down there. I I think and yeah. and I forget the the exact uh, ingredients on the the variant of the. Uh, the banh mi that you're talking about, but I believe there's a head cheese on it, and head cheese is a, is a is a meat that a lot of people are like like you were saying. It's just like you know, like you boil I think an animal's head and you just take everything that falls off of it and and press it into a cold gut. But I've I've had it. I, I feel like it's delightful, and especially there with the pate, it's a great combo. It's it's amazing, and if. Is it kind of like what? What color is it? Kind of the one that you're referring to? Is it? I think like, it's like kind of like a pinkish tan. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, in Vietnamese it's called chat lu. I think, okay. I think. Don't call me on that. Like, but basically, <laughs> yeah, it's delicious, dude. But like, going back to like your initial question, Mitch, I think um, basically the uh, uh, when you walk into a a store and mm-hmm. you know it's like a little dirty and like the the sandwiches are like like 
under five dollars yeah you know yeah and and like you know they're probably like rude as fuck to you like there's like a bottle of bleach <laughs> by the entrance you know like that's how you know it's gonna be good you know <laughs> and, and like it's 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 actually like a weird experience for me like like i i, I get mixed emotions like ugh, nothing against like I, like I'm, I'm i'm really happy about like the people embracing like in la yeah. like like bougie kind of like cafes, like bringing banh mi's onto their menu, but then sure. they're charging like fifteen dollars, yeah, and they don't even put the pate in there. And and I'm like, man, in Vietnam, like a like a nice sandwich is like a dollar and ten cents, maybe U.S. Yeah. dollars. Regularly, it's like seventy five cents, you know. So it's like which takes man. which is just of that that's the funny Americanized thing where like here's fifteen dollars for yeah. one that won't be as good as the authentic ones, and sure. and we're and, and like uh, the whole thing of that is that oh it's like a sandwich that people can afford and that and you know like it's a very common sandwich that people that the people of Vietnam can afford and eat on like a like a daily basis and it's not a fifteen dollar sandwich it just takes sure, away some yeah. of the soul of what that sandwich is probably supposed to be it sounds like. Yeah, 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 and also I I think and and you know Nally has, has talked with me about this and I think there's actually was maybe an eater piece about this but how there's like there's pressure I think on on immigrant run restaurants to have like the expectation is lower prices whereas the cafe mm. like the the kind of thing you're mentioning about the the uh, you know in a gentrified neighborhood is like yeah they can afford whatever they can charge whatever the fuck they want and if those same customers who are going to that cafe go to the immigrant run restaurant. They expect a lower price, even though they're getting, you know, because that's just the. So it, it they have to to operate on on slimmer pro- profit margins. Yeah. Um, yeah. But by the way, uh, uh, this is yeah. a terrible time to bring it up, but the Doughboys through Gold Belly are offering a bon me sandwich for twenty five ninety nine. We'll ship it anywhere yeah. in the world. Damn. <laughs> it's it's got it's got Doritos in it. <laughs> just a terrible Doritos. monster. Yeah. Just yeah, a like monster a sandwich. Bit of calamari. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, the bread is from like. Subway. <laughs> Alan, have, 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 have you have you have you have you visited Vietnam? Have you been to Vietnam? Man, I have. Uh, wow, I went. That's awesome. I went when I was in fifth grade. I, fifth grade. I mean, I was like roughly twelve years old. Mm-hmm. I was I wasn't old enough to like I didn't have you know a I guess an understanding of empathy or whatever to just mm-hmm. you know have like a real experience. I just I just remembered things and emotions, but I didn't really understand it. But then I re- I'm 27 now. I recently went when I was 25 with my dad and I, and man, it was like when you go in as as an adult, you yeah. know, like it's it's just it's different, man. Like right. the food and like the smells. It's yeah, it's. It's it's a lot, you know. Like I, I feel like I was there for like three weeks. I was just like crying the whole time, just because it's wow. like, you know what I mean? Because it's just, uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm different sure a lot of people. Yeah, I just maybe like I'm sure a lot of people have this experience when, like, if you're fortunate enough to be like born in America and have you know clean water and toilet paper to wipe your ass and shit like that, and then you go to, you know real poverty like right and you're like like i can't like the whole time i was there i was just basically just like i just felt guilty the whole time you know i was just like why the fuck like do i like i don't even deserve this ac like it just and i I had like a hard time like i'm sure like you know i'm not the only one but um yeah but all in all it was an amazing experience because i was just like whoa this is 
where my blood is from. And the food was like a huge entryway into understanding it. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. You all, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a, yeah. A good way to put it, put it into perspective, big time. Yeah. Um, D- does yeah. any uh, any meals stand out from your trips? Anything you, you think of as like, oh, this was a really memorable experience? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me just name off two. Okay, and maybe your wife will uh, know what this is. The first one is my favorite fucking dish. And it's really hard to find here in, in the States, but... It's called meyatim, and it's basically translated as like, I think in English it's like egg noodle of duck hearts or something. I don't know. But it's like this sweet broth with egg noodles, and they have like the leg of the duck. Oh, wow. And then they bring out, yeah, like this this like chili lard thing that you dip the duck in, oh, and man. you just – Oh, and, and like it's only like on the street, and you know, you sit on this like plastic fold up chair, and it's just you know, there's flies everywhere, but it's oh, it's so good, dude. And it's like a sweet kind of like, like, kind of like I don't know what to, to compare it to, but that's the first one. And then another one, the second one is like pretty well known ish, and it's called Bomba Way, and it's like a spicy beef, like lemongrass soup, and um. That's like uh, coming out of like central Vietnam. And it's oh, those two are just, if I were to like yeah. have a last meal, it would be like, I would just have both of those, wow. you know, noodle soups in front of me. And I'd be like, all right, I'm good to go now. Let's go die. I'm good. <laughs> That's I've had the damn. second one you mentioned before. It's fucking, it's dynamite. It's incredible. Yeah. You were nodding your head when I brought it up. Yeah. 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 I was, That's I think awesome. I was, I was just nodding my head because I wanted it so bad too. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, give it to me. Yeah, <laughs> Alan. To, to move to move over to to Austin. Any good? Any besides, of course, Whataburger. Any any uh, any food stuff down there that you like? Any you know barbecue is famous there. I, I and Nick, we drove out together to Lock, Lockhart, yeah. Texas, and we had That's ourselves right. some barbecue. But uh, oh. any, any 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 food? Do you have have you been to Lockhart? Dude, I haven't, but just the idea of like Southern barbecue is yeah. like, and like, I don't want to be bitter about LA barbecue, but like LA barbecue is not it, dude. Like, it's just <laughs> right. not, like, I've given it like four or five different chances, like different locations. And it's just mm-hmm. when they advertise like, oh, you're going to get this like super moist brisket. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, yeah. and maybe it's just like, because I, I, I I kind of I agree with that. I kind of agree with you on this one. I mean, like yeah. when you when you go into those places in Lockhart and you and you have the brisket that's just falling apart and it's it's fantastic. It's hard to. It's like I mean, L.A. is not going to be able to. There's a few places in L.A. and like Bloodsoes. Nick, what are the some of the big ones in L.A.? Bloodsoes, a couple other ones that are that are big L.A. barbecue. Blood, yeah, joints, Bloodsoes but. is good. I mean, uh, a Holy Cow is pretty decent. There's Maple Block, which is which is yeah. pretty good. But yeah, I I totally get it. you're you're. 100% right that it's just a completely different tier because there's just like such a, a, a culture and history of barbecue in, in the in the south yeah. and in Texas. Um, but uh, do you have do you have any favorites like like the thing about your experience in Austin you have any favorite barbecue experiences there? So in Austin the place to go and I never went out of like the six years I was there and I really should have but it's because uh, it's called Franklin's. Yeah but, Franklin uh, yep. Yeah, but apparently, like, the, the whole thing is, like, 
you show up when they open and it's our, it's going to be a two, like three hour commitment. And you bring like a fold up chair and right. you like have breakfast while you're in line. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time you get to the, like the, the, the front of the line, it'll be like three hours later or something like that. And so I've always dodged, but everyone talks about that. The one that I went to that was really good was, uh, it's called Salt Lick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lake. Yeah. That's a famous one as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was so good. But yeah, as far as barbecue, uh, Salt Lake and Franklin's is probably like the biggest Austin ones that I, 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 yeah. I can't get behind a three hour line. I can't do it. I, I, I like, I can't do a three hour line for food. It's I, a I lot. mean, big commitment. I mean, I'm sure I would, I would do, I would do that Franklin's experience once I'm sure, but just yeah. the fact that we just drove out to, to, to Lockhart and had like a fantastic barbecue. It's just a three hours specifically, but then also just sitting in the same spot. I'd rather drive somewhere and, and get something. Sure. That's just, it's just my brain. I'm I'm too much of an idiot to sit still for. Well, I mean, three that's hours. that's why I didn't go. You know, because <laughs> no, yeah, that's why that's why I didn't go because I was like, I can't. I, I'm I'm right there with you, Mike. Because I'm like, I'm not gonna. But from what I hear, it's like everyone that I've talked to, like the locals, they're like, or even people that have moved from out of state, they're like, oh, it's it's worth the wait. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> it seems it seems it seems crazy to me. And Alan, one last question: Did you have anything crazy in Iceland when you went there? Did you eat anything crazy there? There's you know there's putrefied shark and stuff like that. There's weird things that you can eat in Iceland. That's that's Dude. like like a like a the, like a hundred year old shark or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I was just they had like these um for catering because we were on like this glacier. Mm-hmm. And we had to like drive up this like Pratt had this helicopter that he would just like fly up every every day. But like the rest of us had to like it was it literally took us an hour every day in this Hummer. I would get nauseous, dude, to like go wow. all the way up to this glacier. And that's, I guess, where base camp was. And they had, I guess, these Icelandic local chefs, uh, like this catering company, I, I guess. Yeah. Um. It was, I guess it was mainly just like cod and um, a lot of smoked salmon at the hotel, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and then a lot of us uh, got to um, go out into the town and uh, they have, I, I, like, I guess the thing in Iceland is like baby lobster, I guess. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I guess it's like a, I get like a, a veal to like a, a cow or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, interesting. But it, yeah. I, it's like, I think it's a thing that's like, I saw it more than once on different menus of like, oh, baby lobster. Like, that's and it wild. was good. It was, it was so good. I was like, wow, this is amazing. That's wild. Yeah. yeah that's the, some Nick, by the way, that putrefied shark is supposed to help with, uh, supposed to help uh, with, you know, performance. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's an aphrodisiac, they say. Mm, boy. Which means which would be good. You and I would eat it and not fuck anything. Uh, we yeah. just <laughs> <laughs> how many sharks you got? Yeah, let's see. Line them up. <laughs> um, the, the the dishes I looked it up. Uh, hakarl. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Hakarl. It looks like the accent is on the the, the first part. Uh, but it's a it's a fermented Greenland shark. And I I read an article about this. 
in the New Yorker that was just talking about there's there's apparently in uh oh, fuck I want to say somewhere in Scandinavia there's like a a bizarre foods museum and Hakarl is mentioned in it and it was a really good piece it was just like thoroughly talking about like who determines what so what is what food is weird or what food is gross you know so much of that comes from our own cultural biases uh, but talking about Hakarl in particular is like the reason it exists is because for because the shark in and of itself uh, naturally is poisonous. But if you ferment it, you can consume it. Wow. And so food was so scarce there that they ended up like ferment, like they would just like, uh, ca- there were ample numbers of these poisonous sharks. So they figured out how to make these poisonous sharks consumable. And it's just like, oh, that's just uh, some human ingenuity behind a dish that is also apparently legendarily uh, difficult to eat. I thought you were, it sounded like you were saying hot Carl, which isn't that the uh, cinnamon oh, toast boy, crunch? Yeah. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Jensen Carp's alter ego. Um, yeah, Wags. Maybe we're gonna try some putrefied shark. Iceland. Down? Hide your apples if Wags eats some putrefied shark. All right, All right. Uh, that's an inside joke, Alan. It won't make sense, but to <laughs> to spell it out to you, he fucks apples. Anyway, stop it. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. What we want to do today? Look, the Tomorrow yes, War yeah. deals with time travel. That's right. And and uh, people tra- travel. Soldiers travel back from the future to the present day, thirty years. So, Nick, what I wanted to do today is talk about food past, present, and future, and mm. maybe make a meal. If you can make the best meal from 30 years ago, what would you make? What is, now, your, I, what is the perfect meal? I don't, have a, I don't have a segment. I don't have a song. I came mm-hmm. up with this. I should have said, make some weird, weird song where you sing the T2 song over fucking Back to the Future <laughs> for this segment. <laughs> The stupid shit you do. I have uh, there is no segment name for this, so I don't know if you can put right. a wider twist on it. But what's your your, your perfect thirty year old meal, Wags? Let's determine Ooh. our snacks to the future. Wow, wow. So we've got what a we've pro. got a. <laughs> now I was a little confused when you told me about this exercise, and I'm still mm-hmm. a little unclear. Maybe you can clarify because a lot of food that exists today also existed of course. 30 years ago. Of so are you saying stuff that you stuff that was like maybe more common in the 90s and that yeah. you don't see anymore, stuff that's maybe been discontinued or has just fallen out of fashion? Yes, for sure. Okay, yes. got that's, it. Yeah. And specifically just things from 1991 that year. Got it. That maybe came out, you know what I mean? Like a like a, a big year. A big year. A big year. Alan, you were uh, you were yet to exist. You were yet to exist. Is that correct? I was born in '93, man. I'm a Scorpio. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Do you have That's... any nostalgia to this era, even though it was, you know, your very early childhood? Sure. Or fondness um, for it. So last night I was googling foods from <laughs> 1991 just to see like what would pop up, and like I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with. The Totino's frozen pizza brand, mm-hmm. of course. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I didn't know that they released. Uh, they they started off in 1992, and so wow, uh, Totino, yeah, like the specifically the rectangular one, um, and um, that was a huge part of my upbringing. I used to hell take yeah swimming, yeah, dude, uh, like swimming lessons at Mount Lake Terrace pool. In, in Washington State, and before my lessons, my mom would always bake uh, a, a Totino's pizza. And I'm sure it is probably 
same with the in and out kind of thing. Like maybe people are like, what are you talking? It's like a frozen pizza, but I, I think it's a sentimental thing for me. It's, it's a huge part. It's, it's just so good to me, you know? Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah. You don't have to talk us into Totino's pizza rolls. I'm a, I'm oh. a fan. And Mitch, you could, you could uh, crisp up those bad boys in your air fryer these days. That's right. You? Uh, you know what? I haven't tried pizza rolls. I don't think in my air fryer. And that seems like mm-hmm. a perfect, I mean, I, I shouldn't be running out and eating pizza rolls. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, not at our age. <laughs> there's other things i should be eating but yes but um there's a few things like nick the mclean burger came out this year wow uh, which is a mcdonald's which was a mcdonald's and then cal asian cuisine was like huge wolfgang puck i don't know if he i don't know what year okay i don't know what year he opened what's the famous restaurant he's got there um, he's got, fuck, hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it because this is going to drive me isn't nuts. Isn't it called like Wolf, isn't it just called Wolfgang Puck? Like, there is, there is, is a, just, there is a, there is a Wolfgang's, I yeah. think. I think there is like a yeah, Wolfgang. But his original restaurant that, that be, put him on the map in Beverly Hills was Spago. Spago mm, is his Spago, one. that's, that's what And it then was. he's also got a Chinua in a Santa Monica, which is another one of his big ones. Now his big thing is the Cut Steakhouse. But yeah, Spago, mm-hmm. before, before Wolfgang Puck the man was a brand. Um, that was his his big claim to fame. So, Wags, I was thinking about this. Here's 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 the meal that I kind of came up with mm-hmm. for for 1991 throwback meal. So this is your perfect throwback meal. Okay, you're gonna, gonna start us off. I'm gonna start off with a drink first. I'm gonna have a drink, Ooh. and my drink is gonna be a squeeze it. I'm gonna have wow. I'm gonna have a cherry squeeze it. I don't know, Alan. I don't know if sque- squeeze it's even around, but I'm sure that when I Hold this up. You're gonna at least recognize, like, oh yes, oh, yeah, remember yeah. the squeeze it, just like sugar. Yeah, just yeah. sugar in a bottle. To yeah, me, last one of those whole those bad boys in the back of your throat <laughs> all at once, just like <laughs> <laughs> wash your face with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Squeeze it. There were there were bottles that you could just basically, yeah, you could basically just squeeze the fucking juice out of these things in in a second. Not a hard bottle, just a plastic bottle. Probably terrible for the world and environment. But I got to tell you, they were they were good as hell. But Nick, I'm starting the day off with something that came out just a few years prior, 1985. We got a toaster strudel, so I'm starting the day off with a toaster oh, strudel. Wow! I'm having my breakfast is a toaster strudel, probably some OJ, but put like a, a what I, flavor toaster? I'm, strudel, I'm going though. strawberry toasters, strawberry toaster oh, strudel. Hell yeah! The, I mean, you put the ice. It's the best. <laughs> It's the best. A social strudel. That that to me was I I had Pop Tarts and Pop Tarts were and Pop Tarts were fine. Oh dude. No, no, yeah. Yeah, Toaster strudels all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Toaster strudel. Toaster strudel in an air fryer. That wow. Helen, this is here here he is. He comes on, he's a podcast version, then he's fucking a stud. This is like someone (laughs) this is like like in like like in like fucking Revenge of the Nerds or something where he's like it's a virgin and then like the lady comes on her eyes are crossed and she's like oh my yeah. god that was the best night of my life Alan you come on the <laughs> podcast you're a podcast virgin and you're fucking knocking me and Nick's shoes off we're fucking we're we're we're, we're you're putting us in the ozone right Wags the ozone like we're orgasmic no. the the Is pod- that what you're saying the podcast ozone God. Let's call but, it the dough zone. The dough. All right, fine. No, you're happy the with that. Do-zone. The dough zone. <laughs> yeah. You're happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take dough zone. But to put a toaster strudel in a in a in a in a in a in an air fryer. I that's a that sounds fantastic. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, yeah. it's fantastic. And then you put the icing on afterwards. Oh, 
Sorry to interrupt. I just no, not at all. You you said you had an air fryer, and I was like, "Wags, I think I'm gonna do." (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! I mean, people don't say I think I'm gonna owe, so I guess that doesn't really make sense. But I assumed you meant I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna blow. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) Kind of works. Still very gross. Yeah, too. What else? What else you got in your meal? Uh, Nick, when it comes to lunch, look. I'm going with a very specific thing here. And I like I already said, I'd have a squeeze it, which is funny because now I'm doubling up on drinks because the, the thing I'm choo- choosing, it's already got a drink in there. And right. Wags, it's the classic Lunchable. The crackers, wow. the cheese, and the meat. The, the Just the combo. You know what I'm talking about? The combo that has a, uh, but it usually does have a drink with it. But crackers, cheese, and the meat, uh, Lunchable, a Lunchable snack. That's gonna be that's gonna be my that's gonna be my lunch. But look, let's be clear here. There's no real. I, I would have to go get a McLean burger. I'd have to get something else on top of the lunchable as an adult. But yes. I'm saying I'm saying for back then, a kid for a, with a lunchable pack, what can top it? And they only came out in 1988, just a few years before 1991. Um, and you know what? You could have some Teddy Grahams for dessert. You could have there some. You, dun- go. you could have some Dunkaroos for dessert. Um, but for my dessert. And for my side item with this Lunchable, I'm going Fruit by the Foot for dessert. New in 1991. Oh, brand new. Wow. Just came out. One of my favorites as a kid. And then Wags, I'm going Sun Chips. Cheddar Sun Chips. Brand oh. new. 1991. The year they came out. Wow. A bag of Sun Chips. And I think that concludes my perfect 1991 meal. You guys now have zero items what? to choose from. What a hole. Yeah, you took everything. You took all of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go real quick. I'll, I'll say that the way I approached this exercise was I looked for chain restaurants that were established it. in 1991. This is so mine great. is all chain restaurant specific. This is here's, perfect. Here's, here's the meal I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do. Wow. Starting off with an, a menu item from a chain I've never been to, Saltgrass Steakhouse, and this sound intriguing, Range Rattlers. I'm having Range Rattlers as my appetizer. Those are hum- jumbo jalapenos with shrimp, jack cheese, cilantro, and ranch dressing. Sounds like a that plussed sounds, up jalapeno popper. That sounds fucking fantastic. All right, so I'm starting with that. I gotta say, I do not like the name at all. No, it's disgusting. Range Rattlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Rocky Mountain oyster sounding thing, where it's yeah, it's, which is or like a rusty trombone. It sounds. <laughs> Sounds like it's an urban dictionary. Um, I for my main, I'm getting myself a rotisserie chicken combo from Kenny Rogers Roasters. Wow! <laughs> wow! And for sides, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the mac and cheese, and I'm also getting their steamed vegetables, just to have something a little bit healthy to kind of mitigate the damage I'm doing to my body. Wow! For my beverage, yep. You know I gotta have a Crystal Pepsi. Wow! Wow! Nineteen ninety—is this the year it came out? Uh, I think it's. I mean, I think so. It says well, in the early nineteen nineties. Oh, it's just yeah, it's it's just quiet. This is the year it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for my dessert, I am going to have a, uh, a, a a sweet treat from a chain that I believe no longer exists. Shakes Frozen Custard, wow. which was founded in the American South in 1991 
Um, wow. I'll see if I can find an actual website and, and menu and, and pick an item. Um, all right, Alan, your meal from 1991, you have traveled back in time. You know that uh, you, you possibly could cause a paradox if you encountered young you. Thankfully, mm. you are... Uh, cleared from that possibility because you are yet to be born. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking about what but, you're going to have? Alan, mm-hmm. there is a there. Think about this too. You've traveled back. You can beat up and bully a nine year old, eight or nine year old me. And yeah. you can also do the same to uh, about a 22 year old Wagger, 23 year old Wagger. I'm, I'm two years older than you. I've <laughs> <laughs> been 10 or 11. So th- like, whoa, whoa, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alan, there uh, is would, there is the possibility that you could you could you could bully around me and Nick's younger selves yes. too. Yeah. So just keep that. Well, if you want to okay. do. When you okay, I'll say this: when you brought up the the squeeze it, mm-hmm. um, it made me think about. I don't know if you guys had uh, these things called Otter Pops. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then, okay. So then, my my version, I would. So if we're in 1991, I would um, I would assume that the entrepreneur who thought of the Totino's thing, who released it in 92, he was still in the process of, you know, he probably had his ingredients. So right. I would, I would, you know, get his combination sausage pepperoni, classic, mm-hmm. unrevealed Totino's rectangular frozen pizza uh, with the sausage and pepperoni. I would uh, mix some sriracha with uh, buttermilk ranch to get like a spicy ranch. Wow. Okay, there you go. That would be my main. Mm-hmm. And then I would uh, cool it down with a grape flavored frozen Otter Pop. Wow. Wow. That is And then later on, if I get like, you know, if I get uh, um, still like I want to kind of like refresh my palate, I would, I would get a, uh, bag of strawberry gushers wow wow great choice strawberry gushers gushers were yeah gushers were were that that with fruit by the foot gushers were one of the top school snacks i think for me i love gushers i I definitely remember when they were new on the scene and they were a novelty the idea that you have a little burst of delight when you bite into them yeah that's a that's a great pick by the way i i love the idea of a time traveler confronting the guy who would go on to invent Totino's <laughs> pizza rolls and being like, I know you're up to something. Skip, skip it. Let me alpha test it. Yeah. I'm so confused. Like, Look, let me tell you, in 15 years, you're going to be incredibly successful. You're going to be incredibly rich. You're going to be in Ralph, Walmart, uh, Target. Uh, um. I can't believe you didn't get in. You should get in on it. You should. You should be like, "Hey, I'll, I'll, you, you create yeah. your own alternate universe where you are like a bit where you're Biff and you have like a Biff Vegas. You know how Biff does in Back yeah, to the Future. Dude. Yeah, yeah. You should. That's, I'll invest in it. You, you yeah. yeah. That's per. That's 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 perfect. There's okay. a podcast called Doughboys. I'm going to be talking about your specific, <laughs> you know, frozen pizza <laughs> because of this promotion of this movie and like just. Let me have a combination pepperoni sausage. Pizza. <laughs> He's like, that's, okay, uh, sure. That's 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 yeah. That's where you lose the guy is when you start talking yeah. about Doughboys. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> podcast? Like, What's that? What is a podcast? <laughs> and you explain a podcast to him. He's like, that sounds fucking stupid. It sounds like the radio. Like, and then it's just a yeah, fucking but, hole. But worse. Yeah. yeah but but worse. I'm like, I'm like, no. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great choice. Great meals great all choice. around, Nick. We had. I, I didn't like. The, 
I didn't like the way that you explained gushers. What did you say? Delightful, uh, the, a delightful burst in your mouth. Is that what you said? Yeah, you get a separate, you bite into them, and you don't know. You get that little pop shot. You're not expecting it. That it's is, really something. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, I did find a menu for uh, the uh, Shakes Frozen Custard, which now appears to be owned by a holding company. But here is the here is a, the item I will pick for my dessert. The Leroy Brown, which is a fudge brownie concrete wow. with a peanut butter crown, which that sounds pretty damn good. It sounds heavy as hell. It's also my Kenny Rogers meal, but it sounds great. It's also a song. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. That's right. That's right. By, uh, oh it, God, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Jim Croce. It's a Croce song. Wow. And hey, on the topic of frozen dairy delights. Well, Nick, we went back in time. Now we got to eat right. a feud of the future. We're doing the segue together right now. That's right. We're talking. We're we pivoting to Dippin' Dots, the Dippin ice dots. cream of the future. Uh, now, okay. Dippin' Dots are ice cream flash frozen with liquid nitrogen. We mentioned the inventor of Totino's Pizza Roll. There's a mm. similar entrepreneur behind this product. Uh, micro. This is this is verbatim from the company's website. In 1988, microbiologist Kurt Jones used his knowledge wow. of cryogenic technology to invent Dippin' Dots, an unconventional ice cream treat that's remarkably fresh and flavorful, introducing the world to beaded ice cream. And... Uh, also, we this is it's amazing how long ago this was at this point. But I don't know if you guys remember when former pr- Trump press secretary Sean Spicer uh, went had a feud with Dippin' Dots. He like absolutely hated Dippin' Dots. What really? This makes me Here's like some, them. This makes me like them more, by the way. But that that <laughs> this is insane. Here's some of here's some of Sean Spicer's tweets. Uh, Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. Se- separate tweet. I think I've said this before, but Dippin' Dots are not the ice cream of the future. Another tweet. Ice cream of the past. Dippin' Dots files for bankruptcy. And finally, if Dippin' Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not have run out of vanilla. CC at Nationals, the Washington Nationals basketball <laughs> Hold team. Hold on a second. Or baseball so, team. So this guy seems to be eating Dippin' Dots quite a He's bit. He's eating them, yeah. He's eating them He's all mad. the time. And He's mad. out of them. He's fucking mad. He's mad as he's enjoying them and eating them. Uh, also, yeah, time goes on, Sean Spicer. Uh, yeah. Of course they are made in the past now. But what a fucking, what, a, what an ass. I mean, of course he's Why is he so mad, though? I don't, Why it's is he, insane. Like, when when you know. put it together that he's eating a lot of these, it's like it's outwardly directed self-hatred. He's like, and that's the kind of person who would, of course, <laughs> glom on to Trump, you know? Someone who hates themselves and wants to take it out on others. Who's getting so mad at Dipping Dots? What the hell? I don't, are- this fucking asshole. I don't know. Dippin' Dots, dude. That's well. I got. I got. I got. I, <laughs> I when I got to tell you something. My experience with Dippin' Dots is they kind of blew me away. We'll get into it wow. right now. But I really look. We said to Alan beforehand. We were like, first of all, anytime you ask anyone to do this podcast, I'm like, can you go get Dippin' Dots? And I'm like, oh, I feel like such an asshole. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta go make this guy get Alan. You were very down to do it. Uh, and then before this, we were like, you might, your Dippin' Dots might melt. And then you already had a bag prepared with an ice pack in it. More yes. prepared than we are for this show. He's Look at that. the bag up. Look at that. This is fantastic. It's a, it's a hydro flask bag. That's wow. It's a cool looking and bag. I, I've been looking for a reason. I bought it and I, I've never used it. And I, this is like the first time I've ever used it. Doughboys, so. baby. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna duck out or duck away real quick and go grab my freeze my uh dipping dots from the freezer. I'll be right back. All right. Well, hmm. well it looks like Wiger is not fucking prepared for this. Uh <laughs> 
I ate my Dippin' Dots previously. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not trying them on air, but I will be very interested to see what you guys think. I got there, there. So there is a Dippin' Dot store locator, Alan, which you and I were talking about to try to figure out where they are. I was shocked to yeah. see that they're in. They're just in a lot of supermarkets and stores now, which I didn't realize with Dippin' Dots. Uh, and they come yeah. in kind of like a pouch, as you now see. They're in like these, like they're in the like this, yeah. this strange pouch. That's it's it's. They used to be in like these plastic like bowl yeah I, things, right? I feel right? like I feel like they used to serve them. I feel like it used to be more like oh, it's a cart, and they'd serve you Dippin' Dots. Like they'd scoop out Dippin' yeah. Dots and serve them to you from like a very cold freezer. Like like Nick was saying that it's the microbiologist that made this or whatever, and it's and it has to be cold. Yeah. It's kept at a very cold temperature. But um, I I used to get these at like. When I went to there's a there's a place Jordan's Furniture in 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 Massachusetts and they had this ride called Mom Motion Odyssey Movie Ride and mm. when I went to Mom like there was there were Dippin' Dots so like you were in on this crazy ride that was like moving you around and and it was like this wild like kind of like a like a the Omni Theater if people have been there in Boston or like like kind of like a, one of the one of the, the the seats weren't moving I don't think or maybe they were I don't know it was it was one of those like ri- movie rides and then at the same time there would be dipping dots on the way out which were like oh you do this crazy movie ride and then there's the ice cream of the future right. and I I don't really have like a big memory of dipping dots from the past Alan have you had them before the before today Yeah I mean like my only recollection of it was like they would have it at the mall you know Yeah yeah, it's a very you know, yeah. and, then, and then you would order it, and then it would be like pretty expensive for they like are, yeah, I they're guess. pricey. They're pricey. Yeah, like wow, for I like frozen dairy, basically. Yes. Um, my mine were. At, oh no, mine melted. No. Oh no. You, you, you dig, oh, it's okay. Dig down, Alan. It's like there should be some underneath. I feel like. Yeah. No, it's like half melted, half like it's fine. All right, all right, all right, all right cool. What did you? Yeah. What, did, what did you get there? You got you have the banana split. I, I ate that last night. I, I am eating right now the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Wow. Oh, wow. Wait, I might have that one. Let me just, let me see what I got. Yeah, what do you have, Nick? I have the, oh, this is ultimate brownie batter. That's my chocolate one. I have ultimate brownie Ooh. batter. I've got the aforementioned banana split. Mm-hmm. I've got a their cookies and cream. Just want to try a classic. And then I've got, and it, I've never had that for variant of, uh, that that Dippin' Dots varietal, and then I've also got the the Dippin' Dots Rainbow, uh, which mm. I'm about to munch on right now. I went to the Seven Eleven, and they have like a separate Dippin' Dots freezer. I feel like a lot of times they have that, and I don't know if it has to be at a colder temperature, if that's why, or if it's just purely a marketing thing. But I will say, the first time I had Dippin' Dots, it was like an event. We we went to the Santa Monica Pier and like went to the carnival to like find the Dippin' mm-hmm. Dots store, and it was like a forty minute trip just to do that, wow. just to experience. And I remember I remember eating them and being underwhelmed. I, in fact, I I just I think I ate them and said not worth it. But when I've had Dippin' Dots in the uh, b- subsequent times, and there wasn't as bu- big of a buildup to it, I've enjoyed them more. By the way, I'm noticing that on the Dippin' Dots packaging is their mascot. Frozetti Yeti. I'm what holding it up fuck? to the camera right there. Frozetti Yeti. Mitch, you should sue for likeness rights because. <laughs> Ooh, I got to start pitching the Frozetti Yeti movie. Let me, let me know if you need Frozetti a writer. Yeti. <laughs> now, Nick, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I got mine from the South Shore Plaza at Popcornopolis. I went to Popcornopolis oh, yeah. and, uh, and I got myself some Dippin' Dots. I got myself the banana split. Dippin' Dots. I got the cookies and cream as well, Nick, which has Oreo. So we got we are two for two. And Nick, we're three for three because I also got the rainbow Dippin' Dots. Yes. 
the the basically trying to be like a rainbow sherbet in a way. Uh, and then and then finally, I got the uh, the chocolate flavored ice cream Dippin' Dots. Um, you guys are digging in right now. I'm gonna say I really enjoyed these, and and now that they're in these pouches like this, I think that they're 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 you can you know it's not a thing where you have to go to a pier to get them, which was what you had to do back in the day, Nick. Or I don't have to yeah. go to mom. I don't have to go to the Motion Odyssey movie ride. Um, but you can get these at Seven Eleven or whatever. I found these weirdly good. The banana split has like a very heavy banana flavor and it is artificial tasting, but I thought it was pretty tasty. Yes. Nick, the cookies and cream, which I believe you're opening up right now. That's right. It's made with Oreos. And I thought this is made. This one was my favorite. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. There's crumbles of real Oreo cookie in it. It was really good. Alan, you're munching on the banana split right now. No, you had that last I night. The banana. Yeah, this is the cookie dough. The cookie I had dough, a banana right. split. Yeah. Um, I also thought that the banana split was pretty like it tasted like a banana split. It really like, did. I was like, oh wow. It was yeah. it's shockingly like the approximate they 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 nail it to some degree that it actually tastes like a banana wow. split. How was that cookie dough one? There's is there chunks it's, of cookie dough in it or no? Yeah, they're like little kind of cookie dough, like little gummies, like little peas. Oh of wow. Cookie dough. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. That, so th- they're trying to do like an Ant Man thing here, Wags. Like the cook, the cookies and yes. cream like has little bits of, like little tiny bits of this microbiologist guy might be, he might be a he might be like a, what's the Ant Man's real name? He might be like a he might really be into shrinking stuff. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> I feel like this microbiologist would have a field day with me if he uh, <laughs> if he inspected the right spot. Uh this guy's got his own ecosystem. <laughs> I okay. I've now tasted all four of them. I I began with the rainbow. Mitch, what did you think of the rainbow? I loved the rainbow. I thought the rainbow brought me back to childhood. It is like a sweeter one. It's definitely for kids. My mom tried it, and she's like, "Kids will." My mom said a funny thing after she was trying each one. She was like, "Kids are gonna love this," and I'm like, "They've been out for like since I was a child." I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, mom. You kept, you kept Dude, saying your mom. Your mom is so nice. I remember her. Um, and your sister, right? Was yeah, in Atlanta. Yep. yep. They, they. Your they, mom was so like. I was like, I want to just go over to y'all's place in Boston and just. I don't know what people do in Boston, but like have a family meal or something. Hell like, yeah, dude! Crazy. She would. She would love it. She, Anytime, Mrs., she would, Mrs. Mitchell is great. She 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 would love it, and she loved you, and she 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 loved. She loved the whole crew. Nick, she was there. Uh, basically, she was like, you would be doing scenes, and she'd be like, Michael, act better. You're acting terribly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she. we had a blast in Atlanta. Great food down in Atlanta, too, uh, Alan. That oh, we, we, we sadly didn't cross over as much. I, we, we can't talk about it, but like our, our characters didn't cross over as much as I would like. We were we were together on set like a, like for a few days, but not too, too often. But I still saw you down yeah. there because we were just at, at, in Atlanta a lot at the same well, time. Yeah. For, for the first part, I mean, the first time I met you, I think we for we did the table read, and then we yes. um, subsequently had the horrible uh, military training yes. thing. And Dude, I was like... <laughs> I was saying the same thing the first day. They were like, just wear like comfortable stuff. And then that was the hardest day in a like in like. Dude, a- but like your crew, uh, what was his name? Oh, man. Not Kevin? Harry, but Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin was kicking y'all's ass over. Like Harry was like working with us to do like formation stuff and, you know, mm. basic 
clearing out rooms and I, I looked over and like <laughs> your your side of the like basically we were like training uh to I guess you know safely use guns to, safely right. use guns and whatnot and like mm-hmm. basic military formation and um the I was with the future soldiers and uh Mike was with the the regular people or whatever yeah. for the movie and we can we can label them the fatties from the past. We were we were, <laughs> <laughs> we're just like the ordinary people or whatever. And yeah, I would just look over and like Kevin would he had y'all just running back. We were just in this warehouse, like you know, in Georgia, just like no AC, right? And like he had y'all like running for hours. We we it was I, I felt like football double sessions. I thought I was gonna throw up, and then also like it is a thing where like some of the people that I was training with were like. 60 and 70 year old men and women. And I was like, I was like, I can't be the one that like throws up and and passes out when, when I'm like 40 years younger than some of the people that I'm training with, this will be very embarrassing. (laughs) But I will say that I looked over at you guys and you guys looked fucking smooth as hell. You guys like uh, that. That was the difference is like, we're, we're like clunky, clunky, regular people. And you guys looked fucking cool as hell. I was nervous as fuck. I was just like shitting myself the whole time. Cause (laughs) it's hard, dude. Like I have a lot of respect for, you know, military people. I just, I couldn't for the life of me understand the formation and like the geometry of, mm. I guess, military formation. Like um, mm-hmm. when you hear contact, I, and I had the hardest time, but I mean, hopefully it worked out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it looks, it, it, everything looks great. You guys look cool as hell, but they also yeah. warn you the whole time of like, you can't blow someone's like head, like these, they're blanks, but you can might still blow someone's head off. Yeah. You're like, well, I mean, I got a lot of head to blow off, so I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but still. No, we went to a, a, what was it? Tyler Perry Studios to like kind of finish out some yeah. like uh, building clearing practice. And uh, it was crazy. The last, the last cleaning, the last clearing out, like we were clearing out rooms and instead of aliens, it was a Medea. There'd be like a Medea in every yeah. room. <laughs> Tyler Perry's just like full on makeup, like yeah. <laughs> in the costume, yeah. ha- saying hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But no, I remember the uh uh one of the, the navy guys he uh demonstrated because they were very adamant about being like yep. muzzle aware. And like I remember I tell the story that I tell the story dude, to go, I have to tell the story because I'm like I tell everyone this story because I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, like this is no joke. Like, and I just don't. I didn't grow up around guns, and so I'm like holding this. Same. It's, a, it's a real AR-15, dude. It's yeah. like a military grade. It's not like a fake gun, like right. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. So this is why I want, we want you to be muzzle aware because of this. Like, I always know like where your muzzle is because watch this. And he puts just like you know the water bottle. Yeah. Like literally, I mean, he was pretty far away from the water bottle. Like, I don't know how how. how how far away would you say? It was, I mean, like, like probably like close to a foot away. It was like, it was like at least, at least yeah. six inches. Uh, I would say even like maybe even a little bit further away. I feel it like was, it was, wow. it was, it was a distance, dude. And like, and then he just goes and like, or everyone put your earplugs in and then he just like shoots the water bottle with a blank and the water bottle like explodes. <laughs> explodes. Just from, wow. I guess the, I'm, I don't know much about gun, maybe the, air pressure i don't know like the. i think that's it yeah it was and, and i think there is actually there is like a flame it's you know there there like a, there is an explosion in the in the chamber of there's fire that comes out because there is Dude. still there yeah it was it was it was it was fucking crazy 
And then he, he continues on and he does it with a bag of chips right after that. Yeah. And then after mm. the bag of chips, I was on my knees crying, saying, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've you gone too home. far. <laughs> <laughs> um, to get back to, to for, that, that's, that's amazing and harrowing. And I, I, uh, that's uh, what, what a wild experience that must Nick, have been. You, uh, you can thank Alan and I for our service in the Tomorrow War. Th- thank a- you. Yes. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> to get back to Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rainbow. I know you liked Mitch. It was my least favorite of the four. Wow, I think it just was a little too. Fun? I mean, it was fun. It's just a little too citrusy for me. It was like okay. it was less of a sherbet flavor did, and more just you, like a vaguely citrus. Did you not like rainbow sherbet growing up though? Were you a fan? I liked it. I, yeah, I would have okay. always rather had ice cream. Okay. The banana split, I think, is great. The banana is just maybe a little artificial tasting, but it absolutely, yeah. Talon's point, absolutely tastes like you're eating a banana split in Dippin' mm-hmm. Dots forms. Um, I didn't get a great experience with my ultimate brownie batter because this one is almost entirely melted. I found like maybe one or two nubs I could actually enjoy, but this, <laughs> I, I didn't really get the real thing. But uh, the piece de resistance, the cookies and cream with Oreos, uh, with actual Oreos, Oreo the brand is on the on the bag, as Mitch mentioned. I was, del- I was delightful. I couldn't stop nibbling on it. It's so mm. good. It tastes so much like, it, and it's a unique cookies and cream experience. Like you've had yeah. cookies and cream ice cream before, but not like this. <laughs> it's it's great. I loved it. I, I th- look. You can feel the. My mom didn't enjoy that feeling. The little tiny, you know, the, these micro balls in your mouth, and yeah. and they do, they do, they do, they do cool down your teeth like you can get i got like an ice cream headache but more so i just got like my gums got frozen at one point when i was eating it early on but as it goes i think it's unique i think it's fun i think kids do love this my mom is right that kids kids are gonna love it because they already do love it but they should love it even more i think i think and nick if i had to rank mine i would maybe put bananas banana split last but i loved it like i liked banana split a lot and then i would go rainbow chocolate and then cookies and cream um, and you know, rainbow and chocolate could maybe flip. That's a, like a toss up, but I thought, I, I thought these were all, I thought they were great. I think this is the ice cream of the future, or at least it, it should stick be. around. I'm not rooting for it to fail. Like fucking Sean Spicer. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. Those, that cookies and cream. If I, it was a hot summer day and I'm, and I'm uh, whatever, if I'm out at the zoo or I'm at the Santa Monica pier, Wags, I'm at the zoo yes. get, getting tossed into a cage. Cause they're confused. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up some. Rosetti I'll, escaped. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up some cookies and cream dipping dots. I think they're mm-hmm. I think they're great. I, I had a Those great, are great time. They're delightful. Alan, Absolutely, what were, would what get were, these again. What were your thoughts? Well, I was gonna ask you guys, what does the rainbow taste like? Like, is it like cotton candy or what is it? There was there like was a sherbet. It's like more like a sherbet. Mm. There was a specific cotton candy kind. That's the only one I didn't get at Popcornopolis. Was the was the cotton candy one, and I went I went with rainbow. It's like a yeah, it's like a sherbet, like a rainbow sherbet, but a little maybe a little bit more uh, sweet, like kind of just like a. It's, this is like a this is flavors for little kids probably. I think this is the right. one that they go for. Yeah, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm a little kid at heart. So sherbet actually brings back a little nostalgia for me. I, like elementary school recess, and they would have like these stands, and they would like on hot summer days in Washington, they would not summer, but like I guess hot days during school sure. year they would sell these like little 99 cents like half sherbet half vanilla kind of things i don't know if you guys ever had those and and they just they're sold with like little popsicle sticks that you eat it with I don't oh know. Yeah. yeah yeah like the little wooden spoon you mean the flat spoon 
the flat spoon. Yeah, I, yep. I've never, I haven't had that specific one, but I've had them with the, I've had the like the chocolate, the and vanilla, or the like strawberry and vanilla. That was actually thing my grandma used to keep in her freezer. Yeah, for the kids. yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, we we hoodsie cups are like a common thing in Massachusetts, which we talked about here, which they have, they have in, in like not hoodsie cups, but they have a version of them with a, the little wooden spoon. That's what, that's what that, this is. I think that's the only thing that was missing to me is I was like, oh, I used to eat the, I feel like there used to be some sort of spoon that came with Dippin' Dots. And I will say this too, eating the Dippin' Dots out of the pouch in the car. I was, I just ate them at the mall. Uh, just in my car, I, I tried mm-hmm. all four kinds and then I brought them back and they, and they hadn't melted too bad when I brought them back and my mom tried them. But the balls were falling all over the place. I was in a ball pit. There were balls. Yeah. Like they, every, every spoonful That's I took out balls were falling out. So like it is, I think it is made for like being on the pier or whatever, where you're not caring that some of this stuff is falling on the ground. Cause, cause it can be a little tricky to eat, but also why can you just do the pup? Can you do a, can you do a pouch pour? Can you, can you basically drink these things? I think it'd be too sloppy. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they I I will say that they I they benefit from being consumed as quickly as possible because I was it was like five minutes for me to get home from 7-Eleven. And even in that spread, that uh, stretch, they got a little melty. So you got to keep them at sub zero temperatures. Apparently you got to. Alan, what are your what are your final thoughts on your on your on your two uh, dipping dots? I really uh, like like I was saying about the banana split. I I really I didn't think I would enjoy it, um, but because it tasted so similar to like a banana split, and like yeah. some of the dots were like pink, even right, like on the mm-hmm. banana split. Yeah, and I was like, what is this pink thing? I don't know what it was, but it uh, it definitely tastes like a banana split. Mm-hmm. Um, cookie dough. I, yeah, I think they were. I think they were trying to do like. I think it was supposed to be like the. The little the red ones are supposed to be like a like a, um whatever ice cream uh check a strawberry a strawberry oh. ice cream and then the 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 vanilla the the white ones were vanilla ice cream and then chocolate was chocolate ice cream and then the yellow ones was was banana like I think they were trying mm-hmm. I think they I, were really trying to do a banana split which is funny yeah. I didn't remember that a traditional I guess banana split had strawberry ice cream in it maybe that. Um, but yeah, it definitely, I enjoyed the banana split. Um, and then the cookie dough was amazing. I, I always, that's my go-to, like anything cookie dough is like, Oh, I love cookie dough. Wrong with, so. And then, I you said you gotten it over the brownie batter. And you were saying that they had little tiny cookie dough, f- f- little, yeah, t- they're, they're like little, um, yeah, they're like little pea size, little cute little cookie doughs, you know, <laughs> that's <fun>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You know what? This is fun. Sean it's Spicer. Fun. You're a fucking asshole, Sean Spicer. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Like, Relax. Enjoy the enjoy the dipping dots. Yeah, yes. man. And also thank you for your service. I do have to say. <laughs> in the Tomorrow War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spicer's in the Tomorrow War? Yeah. He's what a, big... a second act. <laughs> he's the alien dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the big bad. <laughs> Hey, you know who is in the Tomorrow War streaming July 2nd on Amazon Prime? Our guest today, Alan Trong. Alan, thank you so much for doing the show. A delight to have you. I'm sure you'll have many more podcasts in your future because you are a fantastic guest. Uh, Dude, thank you for popping my uh, podcast cherry. It was very fun. I had had a really good time, man. Yeah, dude. It was a blast. We're going to have to have you come back at some point. We love talking to you. Yeah, yeah. For sure, Um, Alan... Uh, the 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 film the tomorrow war anything else you would like to plug 
Um, not really, man. Uh, July second, right? I should know this stuff, right? Uh, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Yes. Uh, yeah, man. I think it's going to be a really good family movie. Um, and uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm just excited for people to see it. it, it it'll be like I was kind of like uh, I had some like trepidation about like you know with the pandemic of like oh man, how are we going to release this movie? I'm sure like everybody right. was yeah. like, what's going to happen? But um. It seems like, you know, streaming services are, are the way to go now. I mean, for now, like yeah. in the comfort of your own home. I don't know. It's a great family movie, man. I, I really enjoyed it. People are wary about going out to the theaters and everyone in the world. That's the, the plus side of I wanted to see it in theaters. And, and you know, hopefully we get to see yeah. it at a premiere or something, Alan. And me, you and yeah. me, you and my mom and my sister can we can chug for real. We'll chug stuff that's not uh, that's <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do some chugging. That's not fucking uh, dipping dots. But. Uh, every, every, everyone in the world is going to be able to, to get to see it, which is, which is cool. So, and yeah. I'm excited for people to see you in it and also check out Alita, see you be a badass in Alita and, uh, anything else that you've done. So you're the Thank man, you. dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me, man. This is fun. Yeah. It was great talking to you, dude. Yeah. What a delight. And Hey, that'll do it for this episode of the Doughboys double. See ya. See what? See ya. It's, my, <laughs> it's fucking my line. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Doughboys Media